Hello and welcome to this week's edition of In the Lines, Dan. I'm your host, James Boyle, joined as always by my father, Dennis Boyle. Good evening. And famed InfoWars contributor, Rick Catamaran. Hello. Uh, so this week we watched season two, episode seven, titled A Man Without Honor. A long episode this week. A lot going on. Pretty good. It's, a lot of emotions running very high. Is that what they called you when you left Japan? What's that? A, a man, man without, without honor. <laughs> yeah, they called me uh, convict. Gaijin. A furry without honor. <laughs> they have this. They have this. Furious. There's this con- con- concept of uh, gaijin smash when you're in Japan, and it basically means like. Japan is ruled by these like super specific and strict societal rules and like uh, polite behaviors, and they call it a gaijin smash when white people go and travel and just like break every rule of polite society. Just white folk. Yeah, gaijin means white folk. I oh. think Amer- American specifically, because I I imagine there's other white cultures. Nah, that are yeah, probably a little... all, basically all white people. Ah, uh, I see. And one of the big ones that I was gaijin smashing all over the place was when you come to a crosswalk, you know, and like on a street, and they're telling you not to walk yet. It could be like no cars anywhere, oh. and they will wait at the corner, like no jaywalking. Yeah. And, and like not like New York where people New are, York ruined you yeah there, cartwheeling yeah. across the streets and stuff yeah just a little bit of uh, worldly culture from your favorite host if you want to find out more you can go to backpackingunbound.com today's blog post is a man without honor <laughs> yeah it's <a> beautiful <laughs> gaijin smash uh, so yeah what's on your notes daddy so we open up with Theon Greyjoy who is March, he's very, very pissed because, as he said, a half-wit escaped along with a cripple. Right, Uh, so the two Stark boys have escaped Theon's grasp of the Winterfell castle. Last week, when we left off, that that young lady was betting the young Theon, and then he, she, she, uh, Snuck out in the middle of the night and then enticed the other two to escape with her. So right. now he's just discovering this. and He summons the guy to go and get the horses and the hounds. So is it? it's not uh, unkosher to engage in intercourse with a wildling? Or is it? I don't know. He, I, I don't think he was thinking straight, as they say. <laughs> Never make a rash decision when you got a hard on. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, he is on the warpath. There has been a... a um, he's he's going to the dark side, yes. to use the Star Wars. He's go- gone off the deep end in pursuit of the respect of his men, right? But he's losing it and and not um not at all foreign to that same thought then they switch over to john snow who apparently has a throbbing heat-seeking missile in the back of this wildling that he was sleeping with if you'll remember back to that yeah so that was last week i wasn't privy to yeah the show last week. rick wasn't on the game of thrones portion oh just our guest no oh it was just you and i yeah, yeah okay yeah. 
So, uh, Jon Snow has gotten himself in a pickle. No pun intended, but he's got this. He's given himself a pickle. Yeah. He is. <laughs> he now has a, basically has his own prisoner wildling girl named Egret, who's a sassy wildling. We've it does sound kind of exciting. <laughs> but he was supposed to kill her. And he couldn't do it because he's too noble. So now he's trying to trudge back to camp with her. But the entire so he, God, would you say he now has some regrets? <laughs> yeah, he it's, re- it's it's an interesting thing that's going on. Yeah, she's she's, she's she's a dick teaser. If yeah, I can say yeah. that, I think she's trying to get him to lower his guard and and bang her. Lower his guard. <laughs> lower his guard. And raises his. Um, Laura's codpiece. Yeah, she is. She is breaking his stones royally. Yeah, she finds out that he's a virgin, big virgin. Uh, she bosses balls for that. Basically, she's, well, she should. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder. Is he, is he incel or is he valso? Well, as part of his vows for the night's oh, that's watch, it. That's they're it. not allowed to lay with a woman. That's what he. So is he's valso. He's valso. Yes. You want to explain that to the old timer? <laughs> That's a In, involuntary celibacy or voluntary celibacy? Ah, vile cell. Okay, but there's like a whole community online, as you might imagine. Wow, right next to the furries. <laughs> so there's probably a lot of. Overlap. There's a Venn diagram, yeah, right? Yeah, there's a lot of overlap in those two communities. <laughs> furries who have not yet. And actually, Jon Snow looks like a fairy with all the furs on. He could yeah. be like a bear fairy or something. Well, they get into a whole argument over the land and all kind of reminds me of maybe the Native Americans way back when. Yeah, she's telling them, you're not free because you take some vow and you can never sleep with a woman and all this stuff. Boy, she was working them good. Yeah, and then by the end of their... Because a lot of their scenes together are just their character building. But at the end, she finally manages to... And gets the last word in, by the way. Yeah, they don't bang, but she gets out she gets out from his chains and then he finds himself surrounded by a bunch of wildlings. So Jon Snow is now gonna be a, the tables have turned. That was a good because scene of because, because uh, they all start popping up from behind the hills. Yeah, so now he's screwed. He's surrounded by wildlings. Egret's telling him she utters a line that will become famous when she says, You know nothing, Jon Snow. So did wait? Did he get laid or no? He did not no. get laid. No. Wow, man. Despite, he really got it. Yeah, he really. It's he's got Ned's no nobility. He's got this. Almost. She was working psycho- him even to you know pleasure himself and you know <laughs> do a load by hand and all. She she proposed everything. <laughs> polish polish the German helmet. She was coming out with all the sex. <laughs> Flogging the log. I mean, it all came out. Snogging the dolphin. <laughs> Barbecuing by yourself. I mean, she tried all of it out. But never got to him. And then, then we switched to the Lannister father. What, what is his official name again? So then we go back to Tywin Lannister. Tywin. Lannister. He's got some great scenes with Arya. They're still in Harrenhal, the castle. Now, let me ask you this. He was holding that little, it looked like a dart. Oh, so that was the... They were trying to kill him with that? or Remember, she... In the previous episode, Arya got caught holding, having oh, stolen the letter. Right. Yeah. So she got her assassin guide. He's going on, find the people and yeah. bring me their heads. Right. 
So Tywin knows that someone's after him, and he's oh, on guard. There you go, and it's her, and he's. They're very, they're very much in the midst of a long conversation where she really, she's a smart kid. Yeah, he. You can see that she's gained his respect, but I liked when he goes, she's walking away, and he goes, "My lord," and she's kind of like, "What?" And he goes, "It's my lord." If you're gonna pretend to be a, what does he say? If you're gonna pretend to be a commoner, at least do it properly. Yeah. So he basically realizes that she's full of shit. Yeah, he's getting yeah. He, he's getting the idea that and she's not. He a said you're the most well-read. Your right, father must right. have been the most well-read. They talk about history, and she knows all these facts. And he says, "I don't think I, she's." She had told him her father was a stonemason. He said, "I don't think I've ever met a literate stonemason before." So and she's he, not quite as clever as she thinks she is. Exactly. And he's on to her. But he's kind of like got a begrudging respect for her. He says, you remind me of my daughter. He tells his man when the guy says, you can't possibly. What, how are you going to kill the, the one that did this to you? He says, burn the villages, burn the farms. Teach him how it goes when you pick the wrong side. And he talks of this being his last war, right? His, his legacy. Yeah, this is what they'll remember me by. But she gives him all he can handle, and I think he likes it. Yeah, he's happy. So do you think he has a sneaking suspicion that she's from the other side now? No, he definitely doesn't know. He probably thinks she's some, like, from from some royal house in the not, north. Not Ned Stark. But definitely not a Stark, no, because she's too valuable as a hostage. And then we switch, um, Rick, we switch to Khaleesi and... I always call him the NBA brother because he's like six foot ten and <laughs> and he's still making a play for her, trying to tell her that we can get the dragons back and she doesn't want to hear anything. What do you mean we? So she she lost them. She lost them. The end of the previous episode was they get back to their little base camp in the city and all her guards are slaughtered. Uh, Heads the cut off. Are missing. Her little handmaidens are well, one of them strangled. And the dragons are missing. So now she's on the hunt. Which it turns out in this episode it's revealed, right? That Zaro, this big dude who's been trying to court her. Yeah, what's his whole name? Wow. His name's Zaro Zoan Doxos. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He was the last kid in school with that name, right? He must have been at the yeah. very end of the line. Mm-hmm. And um, they then switch back to, um, yeah, so she's missing her dragons. That's an important note, Rick, that you missed last week. Yeah, right. Well, just and just to wrap up their story for this episode, it's revealed that he has been working in conjunction with this sorcerer, weird, bald dude. Oh, that was a, that was a good scene. And they tell her, your, your dragons are in the house of the undying. Come and get them, basically. So You're zombies? Uh, no, there's a lot of weird magic shit going oh, on. Oh, wow. Like, we'll get to that. Yeah. That that meeting there, that was that was a powerful scene. Because then they switch back to, to uh, Jon Snow and the, and the wildling philosophizing and whatnot. And she actually says to him, I could teach you how to do it. And Jon gets very uppity. I already know how to do it. <laughs> Which I found interesting. Why doesn't he just... I mean, that was a vow he took, but, oh, maybe he was watching porn and that's how he learned how to do it. I don't know. (laughs) 
And then there was that scene with Rob Stark praising the uh, messenger, the the Sir Alton. What? Uh, how was his name? Uh, I don't. Oh yeah, Alton. Yeah. Yeah. So the girl that Rob was kind of flirting with earlier, the medical girl, the nurse Talisa. Uh, asked him to get more medical supplies and he says, well, come with me. We're going to go to this castle uh, for supplies. You can come with me and we'll restock your cash. Wait, wait they ran it's, out of turpentine, uh, oil of cloves, and silk she yeah. needs for stitching. I, I was just going to ask what, what, what uh, passes for medical supplies. I did yeah. have that. Uh, it was like some kind of egg yolk, egg yolk, root, oil of root. roses, and turpentine, and uh, silk for stitches. She wants to get silk for stitches and whatnot, and uh, they still there. There's a little bit of a yeah, there's some sexual tension there, chemistry, yeah. but um, it's seen as kind of inappropriate, right, for Rob to be doing this too. There's some there's some grumbling in the, and he's saying that all the wounded have to be treated kindly. What what was the significance of that? She like I think it was that she liked that. She said they're not my enemy. She we we saw her when we were first introduced to her. She was talking about how the war is a terrible thing. Oh, that's right. She yeah. was he- yeah. trying to heal both both sides. That's when they first the first spark started to fly. Yeah. Can I interject something? Yeah. I, one thing we haven't really heard, or at least I haven't heard about, but I'm sure you've seen it, are the the dire wolves, right? Like that was supposed to be a big thing in the beginning, and it doesn't seem like we've talked about them at all. There was two in the entire scene. Today. Yeah, there's like they don't have like little uh, cameos. Yeah, little yeah. scene snippets, but they haven't played a major role, and I'm sure okay. that's in no small part to apparently the budget to include those scenes is like. Oh, right, because they have to have them flown in or something, yeah, right? Can we talk about that? It's, yeah. yeah, it's something weird where it's like, or they have to film them in Canada because they can't bring them right. to the Europe. Yeah, it's like right, some right. a whole process. Did uh, they feature more in the books? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They have a pretty big role in the book. They have they have significant roles to play in the show to come, but uh, it's de- they're definitely limited by budget. Okay, yeah. and then reintroduced again is um, Kalise and her caretaker. I call him, but that big long name. Too, oh yeah, too. Jura comes back. Jura the Andal is that how you say? The Andal, yeah, Jura yeah. the Andal. And they're reuniting, and he's telling her that um, your people are in Westeros. He tells her. Yeah, he's trying. He said, "I should have come back as soon as I heard, or I did come back as soon as I heard about the dragons." He had gone to find her a ship. In the previous episode, Rick, he had told her, "We need to get out of this weird ass city with all these freaky people with weird names. We got to get on a ship. Forget the Dothraki. Let's take your dragons. We'll get to Westeros. We'll get. Let's go to Vegas, baby. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and this is Karth. And me and you, they said it. I don't know why, but on this ship, nobody wears any clothes. They said we have to be (laughs) nude the entire time. I'll make the rules. Yeah, (laughs) you don't want them to throw us overboard. Um, So he comes back. Trust me, he says, and she reacts to that pretty strongly. Yeah, she bites him a little bit. Like, what does she say? Who am I supposed to trust? Yeah, really. Just she's find a, my dragons. She's in a dark place. This episode. He says, how can I help you? And she says, just find my dragons. Yeah. He was thinking she was going to say, why don't you lay down with me? 
find my dragons, and so he heads out to do that. The tent remains pitched. <laughs> yes. He has to awkwardly shuffle through doorways. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's yet another scene with the Wilding and John, and that's when she escapes and all her people are... It's funny. It looks like a game in Wildwood. They're, they're popping up. Their heads are popping up like... <laughs> <laughs> like you're supposed to throw a ball and knock him down. But he's in some shit. Yeah, now it's bad news for him. And he didn't even get laid out of it, so. And then Syrian, is it? The redhead. Uh, uh, oh, Sansa. Joffrey's, Sansa has a dream, and then she wakes up, and she's having her friend, her monthly friend, which I guess is her first one, huh? Yeah. And why are we supposed to be so, oh, because now Joffrey can impregnate her? Right. So now she's a woman and she can be bedded and she can become a mother to the king. So she's panicking. She tries to, it's actually a pretty sad scene. She tries to like, she gets up and starts freaking out and then tries to cut away the blood from from the bedding. But they're basically caught in the act. So the queen finds out. The curse. They have a good scene. Yeah, the, the yeah. Queen, queen bitch is trying to ex- describe. and Yeah. In fact, the, she says, I thought it was less, less messy. In this scene, in this episode, we see, I think, a big part of the other side of Cersei, which is like, she's clearly way out of her depth. She has no control over the king. She says as much to Tyrion. She says, he won't listen to me. Right. And she kind of tells, she's kind of really genuine with Sansa, where she says, basically, like, Just don't love, love anyone Just except your, your kids. kids. Yeah. yeah, as a mother, you can't choose, you don't have a choice in loving your kids, but everyone you love makes you weaker. So she's basically like, do what you have to do to protect your children. All you do is make little princes and princesses. Yeah, the highest So honor she says, there. I love them with all my, that almost puked in my mouth when she said that. <laughs> I love him with all my heart. Yeah, but she's you doing that know. for her own protection. Oh, yeah. okay. Now they're showing that she's learning. Like okay. Exactly. Right. <laughs> That's what made me sick about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But they're showing that she's basically been beaten down to the point of like, even though Joffrey is obviously everyone hates him and he's a prick. She knows She's been trained to be like, oh, I love him with all my heart. And so even when you suck for down. Sansa right now. And you get back up. That's 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 how winning is done. So the 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 queen bitch after she's telling her love your children, she's almost intimating, but not Joffrey because he's worthless. But yeah, yeah, it's like an was, unspoken there, rule that everyone hates the king. <laughs> her sign, her her transformation tonight, especially when later on when she's with Tyrion. Yeah, then she has a great scene yeah. with Tyrion. That's what I'm saying. This episode, we see a lot of Cersei's like. She's a bitch, but she's got a lot going on, and she's in that over her head, I think. And Tyrion almost, for the first time, is trying to comfort her, right? Yeah, that's what that's what shocked me. That was a great scene. Because she admits was- almost, not outright, but alludes to her and Jamie being together. Yeah. Well, I guess it is kind of outright. Yeah, and he knows already, right? Yeah, he knows. And he kind of acknowledges that he knows. And he's kind of make, trying to make her feel better. Like Yeah. He's saying, well, no, it's okay. The Targaryens wed siblings all the time. Even in his little stuff. body language. Yeah, the yeah. The guy just knows You can tell he's, he's like supremely uncomfortable yeah. trying to be like nice to his sister. But she kind of has a breakdown because she says, she, she basically says, I wonder if him being the product if Joffrey being the product of me and Jamie yeah. is be, is Why, he crazy he's so because he's yeah. the product of incest 
And Tyrion says, well, you beat the odds because your other two kids are nice and decent kids. And his first appearance in quite some time that I can remember, Jamie in the... In yeah, the, yeah, the, I think in a few episodes. And Sir Alton, that's where I was confused because he was just meeting with Rob Stark and now he's in the prison. He's a, he's a messenger for the Lannister army. They think it's okay for him to go visit the other guy even though they have him imprisoned. Well, remember Rob wanted to give him a, a tent. But yeah. they didn't have any room. He said, well, build one. Yeah, and then, so then they what? said, in the meantime, put him in the prison. I'll go back in yeah. the Okay. And then, um, so he was Jamie Lannister Squire back in the day. Right. So he was like all, he's like hero struck. Or yeah. Well, he first says, I'm embarrassed. You want to tell him the story? He says, I'm embarrassed. And Jamie says, more embarrassed than than being tied to a stake here and with your own shit all Covering over you. Your own shit. <laughs> <laughs> but he becomes a tool. Jamie, that's a pretty good scene too. Yeah, yeah. Jamie's like, like roping him in with all this hero worship. And now I kind of knew that was coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, like the viewer knows. The dumb kid doesn't know. Jeez, but. when he gets real close to him, you're thinking, how's he going to do it? Yeah, and he goes. I think I have a way we can escape. And the kid says, I, okay, I want to help you. What do I have to do? And James says, you only have to do one thing. You have to die. And then he hits him with a, a mean-ass headbutt. Several times. <laughs> yeah, and then he starts some. beating him with an um, iron chain in the face. Well, I would. I, I hate to say it. <laughs> it's yeah. awesome. I hate to say it, but it was better seeing that. Than, I kept thinking, is he going to be boinking this kid? Because <laughs> you just never know. So basically, the kid's like convulsing and dying on the ground. The guard comes running up. Jamie pretends like he's asleep in the corner or whatever. Guard comes running up. Jamie attacks the guard, chokes him out, kills him, and then escapes from the prison. He used his chain there to... Uh... A short-lived escape, though, because within 10 minutes in the episode, they've, re- <laughs> yeah, they've gotten yeah. him back. But the big takeaway is that the guard that Jamie killed was the son of one of the big houses of the North. And now there's kind of some dissension in the ranks in Rob Stark's army. Let's kill him. Yeah. yeah. Some people want to kill the Lannister, Jamie Lannister, and other people are saying, no, he's our only bargaining chip to get the, the girls back, yada, yada, yada. So there's some infighting in Stark's army. And he's away during this time to restock his supplies and whatnot. And back to Karth, we see Kalith. In pursuit of her dragons. And then that's when this weird shit. Yeah. Now, is this guy just everywhere or is he? There's like, we don't know. He's weird shit's going on. He's, well, he's bald for one thing. He's really bald. There's uh, some throat cutting and everything. Yeah. And he's like, he's a magician or a sorcerer or something. So they're having a meeting with the 13, which are like the merchant leaders of Karth. And with a stroke of. Basically, there's like 13 of these, like clones of these Yeah, he makes himself he, into a whole bunch of different people. And he slices all their throats. A baker's dozen, as it were. Yeah. So basically, this sorcerer and Zaro are revealed to be in league, and they've taken the dragons. And they tell Daenerys, you can, we want you to be reunited with your dragons, but you have to go to the House of the Undying, which seems like a welcoming place. And then after all the hullabaloo about kill the guy and she says no which you were telling me is because he's a bargaining chip they're not going to kill Jamie and uh, then the scene with the queen bitch and Tyrion that was that was pretty good that was a switch of character for both of them yeah that was a great scene 
He says, he says Joffrey needs to start thinking like a king. And then she falls into the defense of Joffrey based on maybe because I was boinking my own brother. That's why this kid's all messed up. Yeah. Tyrion looked really uh, sympathetic. I wrote down he actually showed a soft side towards the queen bitch. For the first time, too, probably. Yeah. And then Lady Stark is having the discussion with Jamie. He's also good. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. Oh, yeah, that's a great scene. Yeah, because he starts asking her about the bastard. Yeah, so... She don't even want to go there. she says to him, this is where the title of the... So this gets into some of the backstory, but basically, Jamie Lannister is known as the Kingslayer because he was the leader of the King's Guard when Aerys Targaryen was king. So when... They call him the Mad King that they always talk about, who they yeah. rebelled against way back. Was he back. related to Khaleesi? Yes, he's her dad. Although she was like an infant when he got killed. But he was nuts. He was insane. And Jamie, But Jamie Lannister was the one who eventually put a sword through his back. Oh, he did. Okay, which was, that's is seen as this like horrific breaking of your vows. So this is what they're referring to. He's a king's guard and he stabs And he him. killed the king. With, with what, what reason did he have? Well, him? we'll see okay. later. But all we know right now is that he's known to be this backstabbing piece and that's of the, the king he killed, right? Okay, Aerys Targaryen. So she says to him, "You've you you're you're a man without honor. You've broken every vow you've come across." And Jamie says, "There's too many vows. You're supposed to be loyal to your king and to your father and to the people and to the the crown." And he says, "What if your dad hates the king? What if?" The crown wants to murder innocent people. What then? And what if you like, want to have sex with your sister? Yeah, what if you want to bang your sister? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't even allow that shit. <laughs> um, and then he says, "She." oh, and that's what she says. You're a man without honor. And he says, you know, I've never had sex. I've never been with anyone but Cersei. So he says it flat out. And he goes, so in a way, I'm more honorable than old dead Ned. Yeah. And Ricky uses dead Ned. He does say turn. dead Ned. Uh, Ned's dead baby. Yeah, Ned's dead baby. And she, what happens? I forget it. Well, they were going. She back says, "Give me your sword," and it's almost like we don't know what she's right. going to do. Because then they switch over, and you see again the whole scene with the bodies that were burned. Right. So uh, this is the ending scene at Winterfell. We go back to Theon. He's gathered all the people of Winterfell, and he's doing this dramatic monologue about this is what happens when you people don't listen to me, when you disobey me. He wants to kill the old man. For what reason? Well, no, he's bringing the old man out to see what he's done. Oh, okay. So, Maester Lewin, this kindly old man who's been teaching the young boys the whole time and everything, is being brought out. And he's kind of saying, what have you done? What have you done? And Theon raises these two burned bodies of the Stark boys. And then they leave you. Then it fades to black. It fades to the black. bodies are black, and then they fade to black because that's yeah. the end. And Theon, there's a shot of him at the very end where he looks very shaken. They're highlighting that in the Wikipedia too. He looks visibly uncomfortable. So I think we're seeing that a lot of like Cersei, Theon is way out of his depth. He's he's gone way overboard and probably is a little bit out of reach. And but I'm left kind of, thinking. What did Lady Stark do to Jamie when they cut away from Yeah, Rest? we don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. And and Tyrion and and uh, Cersei, that whole that whole yeah, dynamic, dynamic change. So that's pretty interesting too. So so they're building up for the next one. A lot of character. Sometimes I felt up until now they don't have a 
continuation of what was the prior episode. And that's where I've been lost in some things where they don't. Yeah. So when they and this is what HBO goes poor in this aspect, because when you actually watch the show as it's airing, they always have a, a recap before the episode starts. Like a, oh, just a brief okay. couple minutes. Oh, Sopranos used to do. Yeah, yeah, because it is a lot, especially when there's a week in between. There's so many no characters; doubt. it's hard oh, to man. figure out what the hell's oh, going on. Maybe it wasn't a. It was a. It was a preview, not a recap. Following the show, they did. They do that as well. They do a okay. preview at the end, and then before the crap, like before the opening uh, intro, they do like a recap. I don't okay. know if they did that for Sopranos. Is it narrated or just sort of cutscenes? It's just little cutscenes, like interstitials that kind of highlight the. But it's it's really helpful because especially in the later seasons when there's all these there start to be all these callbacks to things that were like to seeds that were planted in the early seasons, they'll throw in those little clips so that you're reminded. And but, then when it happens, maybe a month later, like in other words, they. This thing that has confused me is that sometimes they don't bring up stuff for a few more episodes. Yeah, it could be years. Like yeah. in the later seasons, they're references to things from years previous, but they'll they'll do a little reference to that in the uh, in the recap, and it helps you kind of keep everything oh, yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. All right. But HBO Go for whatever reason doesn't include it in the actual file of the episode, and also. There's like it's not always available in the in this quote unquote extras menu that should have it. So so it's just very frustrating. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is my life is really hard. <laughs> He's not like the comic book guy on the Simpsons. <laughs> so Jordan, but 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 now at least from this episode, for the first time, I came away with little snippets of okay. What's going to continue and how's it going to continue from there mm-hmm. with this, you know, Theon is getting crazy. And uh, and then, you, of course, you have the whole deal with it. I thought it was Circe and Tyrion. That was interesting. How's that going to evolve? Khaleesi and the dragons and, and the tent man <laughs> that you guys call him the <laughs> tent man. And then Circe, she's having her friend. I mean, where could that lead to? And why isn't Joffrey? He's not he's not been in. No, he's not. The last he two, I don't think. Yeah, no. was he in last week though? Uh, when when Rick was gone, I don't think so. Maybe not. So we have a couple things now that we're at least. Yeah, bet favorite scene. What do you think? Favorite scene. Um, let's see. I, I have to say that Cersei and Tyrion. Yeah, it's hard. To... I, I I like them anyway, but then today they just did a whole one eighty. You know, both of them. Mm-hmm. You actually saw some. Softer side of them guys. Some humanity. Yeah. The tent maker. He I also thought uh, Catelyn was on a tear this episode. Yeah. Oh, that was good too. Yeah, that, that that's one that I said. Yeah. That'll be good to find out when they continue there. Now, when they continue there, and it might not even be the next episode, right? It might be. Yeah, it could be. And, and will they continue with her there? Like No, probably not. Yeah, see? so you. Yeah, you do have to kind of juggle. What's going on? Yeah, because um, a lot of shows, you think of them, they wait right in that position, and then the next time you're going to see them, they're going to be right where they were. But these guys don't seem to do that. I was thinking in this episode, like, Jamie's all, like, completely haggard. He's got the big dirty beard. He looks filthy. So, And we haven't seen him in a number of episodes, so you're meant to assume that it's been 
it seems like at least a month or I two. I think so, yeah. yeah. And then Lannister, the, the, the Lannister dad and the whole thing with him. Is he yeah. going to uncover? Uh, right. Is he going to find yeah, that's, out? That... That's becoming interesting. And yeah. So now they're starting to... Uh, season two, episode seven, which is there 10 per year? 10 per year, so, yeah. Okay, so now we're into the 17th, and I think they're starting to grab my attention. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we may get there yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Rick, do you have any anything we're missing? It must be like we're speaking Greek by now. <clears throat> Uh, what well, the the scene with the corpses sound pretty sounded pretty evocative. I'd say it was very evocative. Um, there's there's more to be found. I didn't want to spoil it for my dad, but he was like completely lost. Yeah, yeah. When I saw them two burned bodies, I, I yeah, I kind of had a thought, but maybe I, I don't know. Is it better to let it go then, or I, the I, wiki, I would, I'd rather you told me. Yeah, you know, the wiki. I think gives it away, kind of. <laughs> uh, they they make some illusions. Uh, I guess it's their interpretations of the scene. Yeah, yeah. I mean, did, did I, you hear these two guys? They got they signed to do a Star Wars. Everybody's up in arms. Oh, really? The, the showrunners, Benioff. Yeah. Why? Well, I guess Star Wars has uh, historically been perceived as family friendly, and oh, I got gotcha. you. They're gonna be banging in it. Oh, they'll put in, like, tits and stuff in Star yeah. Wars. Or cool. I'll tell you what, it could get me to watch them. <laughs> You've been begging for that R2-D2 C-3PO <laughs> And look, I've had to make my own artwork and everything to survive. <laughs> Too much Saxon. Speaking of which, we should get to some, uh, some advice for the lovelorn. Wait, wait, can we talk about how we almost whacked Kevin Smith with our conversation? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's <laughs> yeah. true. <laughs> Very good. Our thoughts, all of our thoughts and prayers. Everyone, every host on this podcast. I Yeah, I, I suck at that. Ad- I certainly met him no physical harm. No. <laughs> and loves and adores Kevin Smith. Including Wayne Gretzky. I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> it was, it was, uh. The Widowmaker, they call it. I didn't know this. The the left descend left anterior descending artery. When you have he had a hundred percent blockage, apparently that's fatal like eighty percent of the time. Oh wow. Yes. Yeah, it supplies and, oxygen to your left ventricle, which yeah. is the biggest part. And, and he yeah. had no prior knowledge of that. No. No. <laughs> Well, I mean, he could have taken a guess with his fucking waist. Yeah, he was super fat. But the thing, and he and he's been skinny now. Well, not, I don't know, it's skinny, but he lost a bunch of weight like a couple of years ago. Maybe that. But I know, guess just the sure. abuse of decades can't yeah, undo that yeah. shit. I, I certainly uh, wish him a recovery. Did you I see? Would... Did you see Chris Pratt's tweets? No, no. Chris Pratt had a couple really good tweets that were about like, uh, going tongue. His, Tongue in his wife's ass. Or yeah, it was like uh, I, I like the pun- tongue punch the taint box or whatever. Oh wait, Chris Pratt. No, 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 no. He he tweeted like, "Hey, Kevin, we've we don't really know each other, but I've always I been a be huge bald fan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really want to bang your wife's taint box or whatever." And what is she looking like on a scale of one to ten? She's attractive. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, does she wear the jerseys too? Or I, I I've always seen him with. Wayne Gretzky's jersey. On. Oh, yeah. So this was the controversy, Rick. So Chris Pratt, let me see if I can find the tweets. They're real sweet. Like, And I think this is genuine, unless it's like a really calculated move on his part. 
people got mad at Chris Pratt because <laughs> that you know this idea of like thoughts and prayers are, are an empty yeah, gesture. Here he's it, it, Chris Pratt said, Kevin, we don't know each other too good, but I've loved you since clerks, and I'm praying my ass off for you because I believe in the healing power of prayer. Can you please pray with me, people? And he had a couple more that were like, you are a huge inspiration. I hope you have a good recovery, whatever. And apparently for you, I will continue to. You inspired me with clerks when I was a senior in high school. And tagging yeah. my linebacker, running back, football coach, who showed me the movie because he believed in me and knew I'd be inspired by clerks. <laughs> Clerks and he did a bunch of here. prayer emojis. Where is he? From? Yeah, but he says his football coach showed him clerks in order to inspire him. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Where, where is he from anyway? Mars? Chris Pratt. Yeah, where is he? Is Somewhere he like in middle the America? South. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. And is he a religious sort? Super or? religious. Oh, okay. but so apparently he is. Apparently people were. Oh yeah, he's like big time. But apparently people were like dogpiling on him on Twitter, saying like, you know, your prayers don't mean shit, jackass. <laughs> Which is which is both pretty rude and also hysterical. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 insufferable. It's equal parts insufferable and hilarious. Uh, but yeah, he's so from we Virginia. Wish, we wish Kevin Smith a speedy recovery. Raised Lutheran and later worked for Jews for Jesus. Oh my God! Who's that? Chris Pratt. What is Jews for Jesus? They're like a group of Christians that go around and like pretend to be Jewish to convince Jews to. Convert. Wow. And they're in furry costumes. How would one get involved <laughs> in this? <laughs> wow. So he, At least that's my understanding of them. I could have just... No, that works for me. I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> and who is he married to, Chris Pratt? Is well... She, is she a, a star? Equally rest in peace to their marriage. Oh, um, now they're... Anna Faris. Faris, okay. Yep. As of December 1st. Yeah, no longer. <clears throat> No longer. Wow, I wonder how in his religion how yeah, they how look he upon can reconcile that. Yeah. I think now he has to kill her. Maybe Was she okay. Jewish. Maybe she. Maybe he tried to convert her. He has to shoot her in the face. <laughs> she was in all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that's a power uh, couple. Comedy. Right hey, wait, is she the one that's on that show, uh, Mom? She's in all like the old scary movies. Yeah, I think she is. Yeah, and was also like a Playboy Playmate bunny in a movie, The House Bunny or something. Yeah, like that? I think yeah. That's that was right. There. The she was in the first two scary movies and they were pretty good movies. Now on Leslie that Nielsen was in one of those. <clears throat> oh my god! It might have been like three, or was he in the yeah. early ones? Yeah, she was in all three of them. It says. Oh uh, okay. Oh, there was a fourth. Evidently, there was like I think there was like seven, or maybe I made that up. Now in that same vein, tell me about this Black Panther. It's going crazy. It, but, it made it like smashed every record, and but isn't there all kinds it? of uh, I have not stuff yet. going on about it too? Or I've I'm seeing different. Well, it, it's a it's a win for diversity in Hollywood. Okay, so because that's where it's causing I'm seeing controversial. I think it's like the first major blockbuster, and uh, people go in costumes and whatnot. That's not. That's not. That's unique not unique to, to Black Panther. Yeah. Oh no! All no. these like superhero. Just oh. drive by a movie theater the next time a Star Wars film. Comes yeah, out. yeah. All, all really? Yeah. Oh god, it's it's disgusting. And so we're calling, <laughs> we're talking about adults and all, like you're saying. Oh, like probably chiefly <laughs> adults. 
probably yeah. predominantly adults. Exclusively adults. Yeah. I see. And they're probably horrifying to the actual children trying to attend the events. <laughs> so then I was going to say, I see another reason to have conventions, but of course they already have them, right? Yeah, yeah. The, these movie premieres are almost like mini conve- uh, conventions on their own. But uh, we talked about Creed not too long ago, and the director is the same kid. Okay. He's like 29 or something, I think. Wow. Or 30, yeah, yeah. And what kind of dollar figure are they at now? Do you have any idea? Oh, God. Is it Rick, in the 300 yeah. millions, 400 million? It, it's one of, I think it was one of four movies in history to have a $100 million in one month. second weekend. Oh, wow. This is Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't heard that. That's great. Yeah. Wow. So, so not only did the first weekend absolutely smash all the records, the second weekend had another triple digit million. In February, weekend. it was in one February, of the, yeah. and then it wasn't in February because that's Black History Month. Wasn't no, it no, no, no. They have found in the recent like five years or so, the whole concept of like these hot movie. Seasons so like is gone, is yeah. done, yeah. I would think black, you know, February is a big month. Yeah, people it is People are so now, tired of yeah. sitting in from the weather. And- I remember Deadpool. Christmas used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Deadpool, when that came out, was February, and that's that smashed a bunch of records. They just moved, I just read that they moved Avengers up a week, so Avengers is going to be late April now. That's going to be another. Now, when you Disney's guys- just, we're all going to be working for Disney within like two years. And I, for one, Disney and it. Amazon. <laughs> now, the, when you were kids, what was the big? It seemed like it was summertime. Blockbuster. Yeah, summertime. July they still 4th. do it to an extent, but like it used to be July. Yeah, so a movie like Avengers would have come out in July. And now it's late April, so that window is like very different. Yeah. When they, can I'm we sure expect the next all- Expendables? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what number are they up to anyway? They're the still Rambo. working on. Did, did we talk about the Disney Fox acquisition at all? No, no. yeah. So, well, oh yeah, no, I didn't know that. It's ongoing. I don't think it's. It has to clear like, uh, you know, anti-monopoly, which it will because well, everything else is. Yeah, which it shouldn't, but it probably will. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like, they're still developing all these X Men movies, and pretty soon, well, ev- literally everything under Fox's entertainment division is going to be other than the news. Will all be under Disney? It's and something like Disney will own like thirty five percent of the entire media output of America. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> and the <laughs> <It was> um... <laughs> awesome. <laughs> what a future! I won't stop until I control the world. <laughs> Eisenberg, right? Is that the main? Iger, Bob Iger. Iger. Yeah, he's the head of Disney. Yeah, he's the CEO. I thought it was Mickey. They just have Mickey's corpse up hanging from a noose. <laughs> <laughs> they spit on it every time they walk by. <laughs> you won't get away with us. <laughs> and then they tongue punch his fart box or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a better tweet than what he actually put. <laughs> okay. Tongue punch your fart. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> was Lion King? Disney? Lion King was Disney, and hold up, they're doing a uh, well, quote unquote, live action remake. John Favreau is going to direct. Wow! Director of Iron Man one and two. It all comes full circle, and I am hyped for Lion King. I would that that's that will be very yeah. Good. 
And there's going to be a live action Aladdin. I think they're doing all of them pretty much because they did that Jungle Book, which I never saw. But they've all made they like a billion dollars. They did Jungle Book. They did I think Cinderella. They did uh, Beauty and the Beast. So a lot, I think Lion King's next. Rinse, spin, and repeat all the old properties. Hell uh, yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Will Smith's going to be the genie in Aladdin. Really? Mm-hmm. Why couldn't they get back? Uh, Robin. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Circle of life. Speaking of hanging, folks. <laughs> <laughs> My thoughts and prayers to the Williams family. <laughs> But I, I, I was thinking the other time, um, I was listening to, um, on my wonderful Sonos, the, the Circle of Life, and I came up... a plug with, for Sonos? Yes. It sounded like it, right? <laughs> I, although, we should be getting some damn money. Yeah, we need some kickback. For that. There you go. And as Elton John sang, some say eat or be eaten, some say live and let live. And we all are agreed as we join the stampede, we should never take more than we give. Now, if that isn't words for life, wise words, especially after John Elton John sings it. I mean, that's that's right from the circle of life. I'm, I, I'd like to see it in. Uh, I think it's coming to Philly, right? The uh, stage play, I believe. Oh, really? I think in the in the July, a couple, three, four days up at the uh, Kimmel Center. So, I just learned in the jungle on ukulele. Ah, is that what you were practicing? <laughs> In the jungle, I like, uh, is that what it's called? Is that a Disney? No, are we mowing? Are we no, mowing? I don't mowing. think it's Disney. It will be. It was eventually. just like uh, uh, it was a song in the fifties or sixties. I think it it's Disney now. <laughs> because uh, the, the Jungle Book was was Disney. Yeah, right? I think Favreau did that remake too. So he'll be ah uh, wow Will Smith. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Robin, we, who, who could ever? Yeah, you can't. It's like following him when you're on stage. Like Letterman said, when he's when I would have to open for him, they always said him and Richard Pryor. When you'd have to follow them, forget it, because they were geniuses. They all praised. And Letterman said, hear all the people filing out, and I'm heading up from the back of the room to go on stage, and they're leaving. So it wasn't a real easy thing to. Uh... Have you seen any comedians in cars or no? I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, I, I catch a couple of them each night, and uh, I just think that's a typical Seinfeld. He just has to take a ride around the vintage car, and I think it's genius. It's 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 really funny show. In fact, I was watching Bill Burr a couple of weeks ago. Bill Burr was on. Bill Burr, is that the guy from Boston? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just some great scenes, and he's just telling Seinfeld how sick he is. He said, everybody thinks he's so... But he is a twisted, demented soul, you know? He He's, he's like mental. Yeah. There's nothing that's out of bounds for Seinfeld when he's in those kind of settings. I mean, they, they talk diseases and cancer and dying. and. Well, did you see the one with, with Kramer? That one got pretty awkward. I yeah, thought. yep. I didn't see that one. Is yeah, it, they, did, they, they, did they scrub it from Netflix or is it on there? Yeah, it's on there. It was one of the ones I recorded. And did watched. they talk about the incident? They uh, definitely did. They did, yeah. Mm. He he said he was sorry and it was stupid and he wishes, like, there's moments when you can take back and I wish I could. He seemed, um, yeah, he did seem to go yeah. off a little bit, almost like uh, 
Who's our other favorite comedian? The Mask. Uh, uh, Jim Carrey. T- yeah. Like you, you'll you'll sit there and praise him, and then you go, oh, he's now he's when he was pouring the coffee uh, sweetener into his. He was standing. <laughs> Jim Carrey's like certifiable. Yeah. <laughs> but in an excellent way. Right. <laughs> Certifiable into an institution where we should all be able to view him for our pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of what he, his career has been. What's he got coming up? Is he working He, like, paints all? now. He's got, actually, there's a really cool YouTube video. They did, like, a short film on his painting. I oh. think the dude's just living the dream. Well, yeah, he's got a mass shooting coming up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's also, <laughs> this is usually what happens. A, a man seems to be perfect contentment with life. And then he uh, kills many people and then himself. Wow. So maybe we should get a hold of the authority. See something and say something. He was recently in a Polish-American crime drama thriller. Hmm. Wow. Well, you know, he was a top-earning actor in America for like a decade. Wow. <laughs> was not really? Yeah, yeah, he made a shit ton of money. The mask was his first million, and he put a million-dollar check in the coffin with his dad. Yeah, I always wondered, like, did he that'll, get that million? Though? That'll tell you a little bit about. Yeah, how do you balance your checkbook? After that? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, and what did he write on the memo line? Back up. What did he write on the memo line? Like, <laughs> all righty then. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke it. But he wrote it. It was in a dialogue box, and it was a drawing of a butt being talked. <laughs> <laughs> So now I came upon a, a few, more than a few people who are very familiar with the furries now that I've been asking around. <laughs> How familiar, exactly? <laughs> <laughs> who have you been Is this like on street corners? <laughs> I found them online. They've accepted me. This is what I would call normal who? folk, too. Who, but, uh, who knew the furries? Um, Without naming, maybe you shouldn't name names. Yeah, well, I'll give aliases. Yeah, okay. Like this Debbie, we'll call her. I don't, is that? Yeah, that's, that's an, an alias. alias. <laughs> that's an alias, yep. Um, Schmebby. <laughs> of course, of course, um, uh, Rick Catamarans. Our guest, no, our Bobby, guest, Bobby Cat. Bobby Cat was very familiar. Uh, really, all too familiar. Was he? Yes. He kept He's gotten into some shit. You don't remember that? He well, was talking about how he watches the YouTube videos. Yeah, remember the, the train? Oh, and, yeah, he did know. He, he knew actually it. sent yeah, a yeah. link. He knew. Well, the link was the train. Yeah, but the, I'm saying, geez. That didn't have to do with the furries. No, but just get a job, will you? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I've only Wait, watched... they were live. I didn't know this. I thought they were pre-recorded. What's cool is it's almost like you're sitting on yeah. the train. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like you're really on a train. It's amazing. But... Choo-choo. But they were live. That train somewhere. Did anything go on? or Like, I watched about a minute, and it just seemed like they were going along the rails. But it was... No, he just said it relaxes them. Oh, okay. But I think the live aspect makes it worthwhile to me. Because it could derail at any moment, right? That's why you... I could see where he's coming from. Well, the furries are live, aren't they? (laughs) If they had a a live YouTube video of... uh, Yeah, live games. Yeah, I would be all over it. Proud to be a furry. <laughs> Proud to be a furry. Yeah, he was pretty well versed in that stuff. How about the Lovelorn? We got any? Yeah, let's do it. We do, I think. Well, this is a 20-year-old female. Her name is Lil Sprite. She's talking about her 20-year-old male boyfriend. She says, my boyfriend lied to me about his age, and now I'm freaking out. 
Met my boyfriend a few months ago while he was dating another woman. Him and I became fast friends, and soon enough he left her for me. The problem is he was living with her, so we got a place together out of necessity. When we met, he told me he was 24. So naturally, I believed him. Who lies about their age in the adult world anyways? A couple of months pass, and I fall for him. We get together. We move in. Everything's great. So what raises the red flags? He got sick. Sick enough to go to the emergency room. I saw his medical records. They said his birthday was in 1998. That would make him 20, not 24. Ugh. I brought it up to him, and he just laughed, said it was weird, and moved on. That was Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> nice play. That was Saturday. Today was the first day I was alone with his wallet. I checked his ID, and sure enough, he's only 20. So now I'm running That's around. That's weird. Wow. <laughs> so now I'm running around with my mom avoiding the house. I don't know what to do. He knows something is off but doesn't know what. So now I ask, what on earth do I do? Well, How old is she again? Yeah. She's 20. Yeah. But but okay. he was living with his girlfriend. Is he still? And where? Well, that could be a bigger, that could be the geez, bigger concern, I mean, right? He on. meets this guy. He's he says, I'm living with a girlfriend. With, well, yeah. let's get a place together. Boy, that's an excellent idea. <laughs> and then she's checking his wallet. I'm assuming they're in that place where he's living with his girlfriend. Well, they now, she said they now, they mo- he moved out and oh, they okay, got a place okay. together. I like to talk to the other girl and say, how did he present that to you? She probably got off easy. That First of all, there. if you're looking in his wallet after you've been with him for about 10 minutes, that's crazy right there. That's I, I think she could be shot for that. <laughs> oh, gone through his wallet. You know. Well, to her, yeah, that is weird. But geez. she saw the medical records before the wallet. When she began on that tirade, I thought she was going to say, I found out he has this nasty social disease. Not that, oh, okay, so he's 20. He's four years younger <laughs> than what he said. I mean, he's not doing anything Ill- illegal or things of that nature but he's being dishonest so yeah uh, that's and not the basis of a healthy relationship <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah like what are you I, what are you doing I, <laughs> would you well, what should she do i think obviously stop she, she looking through his wallet that. bitch <laughs> jeez don't even look into his cell phone that drives me nuts it's not gonna work <laughs> it ain't gonna well, work. They're both lying to each other, right? Man. Yeah, it's not a good. Two wrongs don't make a right, but foundation. What? What? He was smiling on her too. Was there? There wasn't. No, he, well, he was lying to her, saying he's all. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> In the words of what did Bobby Kent say last week? That was surprising to all of us. I like. Oh, if you're not 100% honest with your oh, partner, yeah, you're, yeah. you're cheating on them. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you're not 100% honest, you're cheating on them. <laughs> your reaction to that, Uncle Tom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I couldn't believe that. Uh, <laughs> but I would say not that's that that's be good. That's Bobby's tombstone, I think. Yeah, he lied about four years, which isn't good, but, you know, I mean, not... He could always dismiss that as, oh, I don't know. I just said that. It seemed like that was the right thing to yeah, say. Yeah, I think our, our number one advice to her or mine would be, uh, why don't you ask him about it? If she, well, she did, right? Wallet. And he just, he went, who? Uh, <laughs> yeah, a what? He went, oh, that's, oh, that's weird. I think anyway. his words were, <laughs> that's jello. weird, yeah. So, but I, she I, I just. confront him like, you know. I guess they is, got a year lease, so she's got to hang in for that. But it ain't going to work, sister. Forget it. 
she should lie about her age to a new. You blew it. <laughs> you you blew it. You deaf fuck. <laughs> I gave you a chance. I gave you a chance to be a cop, and you blew it. <laughs> Great movie. All right, so Sprite, get out of that. Get out of it. Yeah, get out of it. If they want yeah, to just share the it. the rent, but you know, and. Voila. Let me ask you two guys: Would would a girlfriend ever look through your wallet? Uh, I don't think it's acceptable. In, well, no, I'm going to give a nuanced take here. I don't think it's acceptable under any circumstance. But she was provoked in that. <laughs> yeah, he's been seriously lying to her about his age, and then when she confronted him about it, lied again. And well, I guess maybe didn't lie, just didn't answer. But uh, a lie of omission is still a lie, they say. But uh, it's not like. She's just suspicious. Like she, yeah, she kind of had cause, like, to be suspicious. She of was him. trying to confirm his lie. At which point, if you find yourself going through somebody else's wallet, how about the you cell phone? Probably be ready to call it off. Cell phone to me, and maybe this is generational, but that would be way more of an invasion. Than oh, okay. Wallet. Well, yeah, you're probably right. That is generational. However, from our era, and I'll say my dad, if I can always remember this, because. If my mom or my dad would ask for something and she'd say it's in my pocketbook, he would never even open the thing. He'd bring it up to her wherever she was. Mm-hmm. And that's, I'm the same way. Hell, if your cell phone's on the phone ringing, I don't even look at it because yeah. I just think that's not your business. But here, this girl. My wallet has like $4 and an old dry cleaning stub in it. So it doesn't. It and you know, you, you, but. It's just uh, that that irks me. I mean, we talked about another couple who looked at each other's cell phone. I remember one time, not on a show, but that's just the height of your your. These two twenty-year-olds should never got together because they have zero trust. Yeah, probably in mankind, not alone each other. And then they're going through each other's wallet and shit. That's insane. Can't let that happen. She needs to now find a sixteen-year-old. Oh wait, let me think. No, she could find another twenty-year-old guy and she'll say she's 24 and then move in with that guy but then he'll be going through her pocket yeah like repeat the cycle anyway what was her name uh little sprite little sprite all right little sprite move l-i-l it was lil yeah Yeah. like a rapper little b little b okay this this comes to us and this is kind of putting it right out there on front street but it's uh, a guy by the name of stop crying He's twenty six year old male. He's talking about his wife, who's twenty four. He says, "Wife is he trying to get her to stop crying, or is he trying to convince himself?" To- <laughs> Could be both. It looks like <laughs> she's twenty four. Are we sure she's twenty four now? The headline, yeah, she could be twenty eight. Right. Twenty. The headline is: Wife has cried every day since we met. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he so they're, my, they're husband and wife. Yeah. Okay. He says, my wife and I met a few years ago at work. We're opposites, but we hit it off pretty quickly as we found the ability to compliment each other. We saw each other daily for a few months, decided it was too inconvenient. But she cried that day, right? <laughs> I guess. Isn't that what or he said? maybe well, after they got he married. He said when we first met. Or since they've been... Oh, yeah. He said since every, we She met. cried every day since we met. They got married. He says, I've never been, I'd never been in a serious relationship before, but I thought I could make anything work. We've never fought. Instead, when we disagree on something, my wife cries and I comfort her. 
This has happened almost daily for three years. Sometimes it isn't even a disagreement. She'll cry for most any reason. She cries when she's stressed. She cries when she gets home from work. Dick for a meal. She cries when her parents call and tell her everything wrong at home. She cries if I leave the room or if I leave for work at 5 a.m. without waking her up and saying goodbye. She cries if I don't pay attention to her for more than an hour at a time. Sometimes she cries for no reason at all. With some little reworking, that could be like a good Dr. Seuss poem. She cries in her socks. She cries on top. She cries. And he says, I've been there every time, letting her sob into I want to workshop that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> said, I'll take another pass at that one. It's fine. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> Telling her she's a good person, that everything will be okay, that I love her. Nothing I say makes any difference. And often it will just make her cry more. If I say nothing, this also sets her off more. My only recourse is the coon. Whoa, this is... <laughs> now we're getting into a dangerous area. Yeah, it says, this is a direct quote. Whoa. So, my only recourse is to coon sweet nothings for an hour or two. Croon, she means. Yeah, yeah he's trying to mean. say sing like... Or he. And then yeah. crack a few jokes and repeat it all tomorrow. Uh, he goes on for another six paragraphs, but... I've tried to tell her twice that I am afraid that our home feels like a massive trap ready to be sprung at an errant word, look, or motion. I'm afraid to talk to her about anything substantial. Most of our conversations are thus relegated to talking about the latest show she's watching on TLC, The Learning Channel. Even my passions are a taboo <laughs> subject. Since if I talk about my hobbies or our dog too much, she cries. Each time I bring this up, the crying does stop for a few days, but then returns as if we never spoke. It happened again this morning. After cuddling for a few minutes, I got up to start the day and went to the study. Soon after, she got up and began to cry. She cried for two hours and sobbed that it wasn't my fault, that she didn't know why she was crying. It felt like she was crying because I hadn't paid attention to her. So I consoled her the whole time and rushed to get ready for work. I can't take it anymore. My marriage feels like I'm caring for a toddler. I feel like crying. <laughs> I feel trapped. What should I do? <sighs> Is there, there, Cry about <laughs> I would think you there's a bitch. disease that's yeah. She's got serious yeah. issues. Yeah, a, a therapist. She could. I f- yeah, exactly. I feel bad about the mental health ones. I mean, yeah. I think we should make fun of him for not being able to spot him, dickhead. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you see something, he came say to something. She, yeah, she, he married her. Is that right? He, he yeah, yep. Her. He married her. Like he didn't. Th- like, what do you think it was going to stop? I fucking Jamoke. I, the first time he met her, she cried, and then he said, "Ever since." So, he's if he had a problem, yeah, he's get the hell out. We saw each other daily for a few months. This is this is what he says about their marriage. <clears throat> we saw each other daily for a few months, and then decided it was too inconvenient to live apart, so we got married. Well, there's a good. <laughs> that's, a, that's a direct quote from this passage here. And then he says, I'd never been in a serious relationship before, but I thought, ah, fuck it, I'll marry her anyway. And and what what, what was this saying exactly about we we started seeing each other every day and then we thought it's too... It's too inconvenient to live apart. So we got married. (laughs) Damn. Good a reason as any, I guess. And what's his name again? Stop Crying. (laughs) Stop Crying 26. Yeah, Stop Crying, actually, Stop Crying 1443. There have been 1,442 other Redditors with this exact problem. <laughs> yeah, so I would say you got to take her to a therapist. If yeah, we're treating this like a serious... She uh, needs medication. Yeah, she definitely needs help. Medication time. Yeah, she needs to go to a therapist and talk this out and cry to the therapist. And he needs to go to a proctologist to get his head removed from his ass. 
that's the saddest thing I ever heard. <laughs> his head is firmly up his rear quarters. Yeah, therapist. I would, if I were him, I would take her to a therapist. She'll probably cry the whole way. But, but that that might be the solution. You could tell her that you're going to the park or something like you do with a dog. That's it. We're going to the dog park, and then you pull up to the doctor's. Stop crying. That's what you got to do. <clears throat> this comes to us from Strictly Feels. The Feels is spelled with a Z. Feels, oh, yeah. like F-E-E? <laughs> feels. Uh, Strictly Feels. Strictly Feels. All right. 30-year-old female with her new boyfriend, who's 26. They've been together for six months. She says, me with my new boyfriend, huge income gap between us, how to not let it get to me. Hmm. Are, 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 are we to assume that we don't want to be chauvinistic here, but... I don't know. Hmm. Let's see what Is that her, the totality of the post, or is she... No, no. <clears throat> I'm going to try to We're cut it We're just setting the bit. stage. Yeah. Okay. She's been seeing him since last summer. She knows that she loves him. She says, I don't believe I've ever met someone as compatible with me in terms of la, 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 la. We don't get to see each other much because I travel a lot for work, and his own work is very demanding. But the time we do get together is amazing. Here's the issue. I grew up poor. While he grew up extremely well off, it's been a learning curve for me learning about business things like investing. I don't want to make excuses for myself, but growing up in various homes with various family members and always living paycheck to paycheck with the constant looming threat of homelessness. Of course, no one ever instilled in me knowledge of things like that. No one in my family had even completed college. My guardian was a housemate. I felt like putting myself through college, moving across the country, and doing what I love was pretty big. So essentially, she's saying she was she learned how to be frugal and survive from modest means, but it did not teach her how to build wealth, nor oh, the skills necessary to do that. Uh, I mean, we yeah, have just a man. Well, for we got to be careful because I think professionally, I cannot. Okay. <laughs> uh, our boyfriend's a millionaire at this point. <laughs> While I've yet to go above the poverty level, it's important to me that he build his wealth through his own means and interests and didn't inherit something. He took a new, a new job a few months ago and wish he now makes more in an hour than I can make in a full week of work. It's phenomenal. I'm happy for him, but I'm having a hard time. Where is the problem here? <laughs> pretty good Owen. Yeah. He owned her pretty good there. Jeez. <laughs> He calls her every hour on the hour. It's <laughs> another day, there. bitch. <laughs> yeah. As far as I know, this morning got you ahead till April. Uh, too long but to read. New boyfriend earns more than an hour than I do in a full week of work. How can we maintain a happy and balanced relationship without this huge divide making me feel like he's too good and I don't belong? Damn, that's a heck of a problem to have. Is he outwardly making overtures where he's attempting to do this, or do you think he, she's reading too much into it? I think that she's uh, reading too much into it. I think yeah. that she's got a uh, damaged financial self-esteem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe along with other things. Yeah, I don't yeah. know that she needs to. I mean, she's no, they're, describing they're not, her they're own self-worth to work. Right? They're, they're not married. <laughs> It sounds like she she would take that step, but this is something that she wants to address before she moves further. It's, geez, I mean, that's, a lot of people would trade places with her, right? 
it was like Charlie Sheen when they said they were telling him to find Jesus. And he said, okay, I'm flying on my own jet. I'm snorting a, a 10-pound rock here while I'm slapping a porn star on the ass. What, what is it I need to pray to Jesus for? <laughs> this is exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good segue, anyway. <laughs> I mean, where is your life messed up that you have to... What is her, her, her bottom line question is what? How do I... She's just worried that it's going to be... It's going to cause a strain on the relationship by oh, being okay. unbalanced. Well, that's they're not married, like. so she can say Harry Verdurci, and that's it. I mean, She that's... probably could use some therapy. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I think so. She shouldn't be ascribing her own self-worth to a monetary value. Right. Uh, if that's the basis of the relationship. I and mean, I, I would recommend having a conversation with him and letting him know her feelings, and then if he says, yeah, that's right, I, I got the big swinging dick, then you tell him to fuck off. But I would imagine if he were worth a damn, he would say, you don't need to worry about it. It's not what and she go Yeah, and she goes out of her way to say he's self-made, so he might not be like a big... And they only talk... Sounds like it's too inconvenient for them to be apart, like our last guy. Remember? Yeah. He decided... Because there was a saying... Oh, yeah. yeah no, no, a, no. They seem good. But he was saying they only talks to her every once in a while. Right, because isn't he traveling a lot? They for both work? travel. Okay, sounds like a perfect relationship. Yeah, it does. Smack her on the ass and tell her to just let's just keep it up. <laughs> Do a pound of coke <laughs> <laughs> and a porn star. <laughs> go, dis- go disparage what, the health. What is that it he I got to pray for again? Yeah, I, I don't think. Well, now that's two people for the record who desperately need therapy. <laughs> And uh, in the lines, then provided it. So. There you go. And four years difference in their age. I don't know if there's any anything that that jives there together. We've but helped so we'll send you an invoice. So many people see the receptionist on your way out. How about any furries? That's all I had lined up. No furries, Rick. You got any furries on your end? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just shocked that these. I sent I sent James a pretty good meme. Furry. Oh, Yesterday. Most of them I have saved on my phone already. <laughs> <laughs> you made them, actually. Yeah, they just yeah, made yeah. their way back to me. I'm glad to see my works getting spread around. <laughs> so, the they when they copulate, <laughs> where, where are they? They're pulling their things out or what? I mean, they're in the costumes. I think that there must be a hole, like a... Like a par- like a like Very a shoot old. or something, yeah. Okay. Don't overthink it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't since our last discussion on our last episode. I could not because I thought, is there fur over that, or is it just <laughs> a couple times I've caught you muttering, yiffing to yourself, <laughs> and twitching, rocking your legs towards the shore, rocking yourself. My legs are shaking. And <laughs> oh, I don't know. Well, I just think. I was amazed that Bobby came to it on his own. Uh, that is really yeah, YouTube quite a revelation. It is. Has he mentioned it to you? It's since? frightening. <laughs> <laughs> he mentioned that he was sending it to you guys, I think, or like the video that he found, or that he was planning to. At least. That yeah, was yeah, the train. Yeah, yeah. Yes, for the. Yeah. I actually caught myself watching. <laughs> if we could find the marriage of the train and the ferries. 
I, I it would be Nirvana for Bobby. If we look at enough trains, I bet you will find some furries. <laughs> the camera, like after twenty four hours of the train driving, just slowly pans around and it reveals that the conductor was a furry. All along. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could I guarantee you I could find videos of uh, of a furry train, but it's not going to be the same type of train. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine, but it's just for <laughs> Mr. Conductor was the first. You know who Mr. Conductor was on Shouting Time Station? Who was it? Have we talked about this? No. Well, there were a couple. I think Ringo, Ringo was the first. Shouting Time Station is, is Thomas the Train, correct? Uh, it was a show. I don't know if it was Thomas the Train. It wasn't tank Thomas? Okay. I thought that was... I thought Thomas the Train, that's where he pulled in. Not to be getting back into the sexual. <laughs> Here we are with the furries again. I thought that's where the station was on Thomas the Train, but I, I might be wrong. I, was, I can't tell. I was thinking about that with a nephew or something that was in the... All of these things are like very eerily frightening to me. A lot of There's a lot of similarity between them. It was a kid show... Uh... Yeah, no, it wasn't Thomas. Uh, uh-huh. I think it might be Thomas. No, 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 it was Thomas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, the conductor, the first conductor Ringo. was Ringo, and then the second was... George Carlin. You, yeah, yes. you're looking at it, huh? No, yeah. no, I'm not, but I think in some recess in my brain that I knew that. Because I believe you might have seen it a time or two, yeah. I watched it when I was a kid. It was yeah. like right when I was like in kindergarten. Uh, when, and he was the conductor. First that's episode, good. I remember yeah, being like very avuncular. First episode, nineteen eighty nine. Okay, yeah, I remember him being very like avuncular and friendly. He he even I think in one of his stand ups, like when he goes off on just like this foul rant, he he goes and that's Mister Conductor saying it to you, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he got fired eventually because he opened the episode with. Uh, you know what nobody ever talks Seven dirty about? words. <laughs> Pussy fart. <laughs> All right. Back to I Jim Carrey We covered some good ground here. Any we have... I, I have one more remark about Jim Carrey as I was looking at... He believes in what's called the uh, the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. Is he married, by the way, again? Or no? He, uh, he was with was, the uh, gal... Lauren Holly. died. Well, he was with the gal with the autistic child, the the real that real hot playboy. Oh, McCarthy. Yeah, Jenny McCarthy. Then but he was with Lauren Holly before that. Yes, uh, from from after the the movie, right? Dumb and Dumber, yeah. Where he said, "So I have a chance." Right? <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance? <laughs> and what's he believe now that that what? you should? One of the funniest scenes in a movie ever. I remember laughing like the hardest as a kid when he. Like he rescues her husband, or he catches the bad guys, and the, the cops come up. He's like about to have his moment with her, and the cops pull up in the car and they get her husband out of the car. And then uh, she introduces him, and then you just hear, He's got a gun! And then he just starts shooting the guy. Uh, and then it snaps back to reality, and it was just him fantasizing about shooting the husband. Uh, one, of the best, one of the best I remember was you recreated a scene from Robocop. Step away. He, yeah, step the... away from the vehicle. Who was he squirting now with the It host? might have been Lauren. Oh, or, that was or, fun. Uh, that was funny. We don't have an alien. Yeah. 
I don't remember that. Step away from the field. That might have been on Second Avenue, was it? Probably. Yeah. I, I know, oh, that the, I know the story, but I can't remember. Because you did it, so it in such a deadpan way. <laughs> <laughs> and we were washing my car, and, and you just trained the, 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 the hose. And it was one of them real sharp sprays. <laughs> and, and you never let up at all. Owned. Yeah. Fucking owned. She's like, she's like screaming. And you're, and you're staying totally in character with, was it Peter Weller? Peter yeah, Weller? Yeah. yeah. Step away from the vehicle. <laughs> she, she, uh, She's cried every day. I'm not. Oh, no doubt. The ripples, the ripples are still. It seemed like felt. you were trying to uh, sort of even things up, shall we say? <laughs> and I'm crying, laughing. She's just terrorized. Uh, there, there was a show in the '90s, a cartoon similar to. I think some of the guys that made The Simpsons made it called The Critic with John Lovitz, and he would he was like a movie critic, a film like a Cisco and Ebert type, and he had a show in New York that he would. They would come up with all these like movie parodies that he would review as as serious movies on the show. Like yeah. it was like in his world they were shoot, but one of them was like it was RoboCop, but it was uh, Robo Clapper Cop. So <laughs> you remember the Clapper lights, like the yeah, Clapper. Yeah. So he's like he's like freeze criminal, you are under. And then the the guy's got his hands up and he claps, and then the, he turns off, and then the the guy claps again. And he comes back. He goes arrest. Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> was he? Uh, so he was this character that I'm looking at here online. Um, the guy with just a little hair on the side of his head. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jay Sherman. He it was stinks. On, that's what he would say. He was on. Uh, the, do you remember the Dennis Miller show? How brief it was. Yeah. But Dennis Miller had Dana Carvey, who was just hilarious, and then he oh, had John Lovitz. I felt bad for Lovitz because he couldn't. How's he going to match wits with them two? I mean, yeah. they were, everybody was just hemming and holding. They were just going crazy over their lines. And then he was actually sitting there with his feet up on the table. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, before I think we go down too many, brother, he believes in this thing called the law of attraction, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I guess is, okay, well, I'll read directly from the Wikiism. This is the secret, right? What to do. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's the it's the fucking secret. That's right. So in New Thought philosophy, the law of attraction is the belief that by focusing on positive or negative thoughts, people can bring positive or negative experiences into their life. The belief is based on the idea that people and their thoughts are both made from pure energy, and that through the process of like energy attracting like energy, a person can improve their own health, wealth, and personal relationships. The law of attraction has no scientific basis and has been dubbed the pseudoscience. <laughs> I love, I Says love the, the 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 internal tension and like tug of war on Wikipedia on controversial Wikipedia articles because there will be like paragraphs deliberately written by somebody trying to refute the previous paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the New Thought philosophy. It's referred to, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I is it a religion or? It's not very new, though. No, eighteenth century or nineteenth century, rather the eighteen hundreds. But, but is it this. is it described as a religion or no? No, no, I don't think a, so. A philosophy. Uh, he he claims that he he envisioned himself before he became an actor of getting a ten million dollar check, and uh, yeah, and that... then he got a ten million dollar check for Dumb and Dumber, and so he said, "Yep, see, that's all yeah, the proof that's you the... need." <laughs> <laughs> quid quid. <laughs> 
Quaderot Demonstratum. <laughs> well, I'm sure the Patriots kept envisioning beating the Eagles in the Super Bowl, too. So <laughs> take that, Jim Carrey. Yeah, I envision him bone and Kate Upton, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only thing Brady envisioned was making out with his kid. <laughs> How did that not blow up more? I don't understand. Did you hear that the final episode of that, like, this this documentary that he was making or whatever the hell got delayed because like, the, the entire episode was based on the fact that they were going to win? Like they just assumed. No. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's pretty so good. The episode literally got delayed because. And the people that were making it were no longer interested just because they didn't win. No, I think they still made it, oh. but they had to go back to the drawing board and like reassemble the episode because. I thought you were going to say it's because they couldn't get him to take his tongue out of the kid's throat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just 40 minutes of tongue on tongue action. Yeah. <laughs> He puts the lotion in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that'll wrap it up for In the Lion's Den. Uh, questions no or comments. No. Or if you want to view that fabled final episode of Tom Brady and his child, you can reach us at In the Lion's Den Podcast at gmail.com. That's In the Lion's Den Podcast at gmail.com. Any questions, concerns, comments? I want to say buenas noches to our fans in Argentina. Uh, I think we all learned something tonight. Thanks so much.